to the Eagle Eye Podcast. The number one show to bring you all things Club America and English. Your hosts for today are Ivan Pineda, Cristian Rosendo, Alexis Juarez, and everyone's favorite cowboy, Dylan Jimenez. Now let's hit the field and start the show. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another episode of the Eagle Eye Podcast, a very cold edition here, as you guys can tell. We are all freezing in our household, but we're here to bring you guys all the latest news in regards to Las Aguilas del América. Of course, we're going to be recapping that 2-1 victory against FC Juarez. We're going to be talking about all this COVID uh, news that happened after the Monterrey game and uh, how that's going to look ahead into the Santos matchup. Some transfer rumors. Will we see Ibar Gwen and Sergio Diaz go? Will Roger Martinez stay? A lot of a lot of that information later on down in the episode. Christian will have us all informed. But as always, let me introduce my co-host for today. It is Brooklyn's very own AJ and New York's favorite resident, Christian Rosendo. Gentlemen, I know it's cold, but how are we? Um doing okay i'm just a week away from starting college again um writing down soccer articles so i mean i'm doing good for the most part nice nice christian how are you i'm doing good Ivan. thank you i hope everything well is well with you uh aj i start school as well so uh in a week uh so uh it should be it should be a fun semester not really uh but <laughs> over overall some very excited to talk about cuba america um and what we did uh last night and uh, looking forward to our game against santos Definitely, definitely. And then just a quick random question to just start off the episode. It's just a huge tangent, but what is the one way you guys stay warm throughout this really, really brisk winter? I wear hoodies a lot. I wear a lot of hoodies around the house. Sweaters and sweatpants and along with socks. That's just the way to go. Okay, I'm with you guys there, but uh, I don't know. I guess sometimes I get really cold, so I'm just like, I have to wear a scarf. So, <laughs> but if you know me, that you know that's part of my attire. So, uh, all right. That is out of the way. Uh, just kind of want to remind everyone that uh, that we are here on Tuesdays and Thursdays regularly. Of course, America played yesterday, so we weren't able to be here. But we will be back tomorrow to talk all things Lady Aguilas and uh, back on Tuesday on a regular schedule. So if you guys are wondering why we're back on a Wednesday, that is exactly what is going on. But all right, gentlemen, let's talk yesterday's news, which was America versus FC Juarez. America debuted in that new, beautiful third kit jersey. El Caballero Aguila makes its return to uh, El Estadio Azteca and with a 2-0 victory against FC Juarez, wasn't the most convincing of wins. And if you watch the game in the entirety of the full 90 minutes, it, not a lot of positive things to kind of take away from this team. But ultimately, three points secured in the bag. Just quickly want to give uh, you guys is a chance to kind of give me your input on, you know, the final score. You guys is kind of overall thoughts in regards to this game. I thought to you first, Christian. Um, overall, I think it was a decent result, um, especially with um everyone, you know, not being available. Um, and just throughout the whole week, it was a lot of a lot of just animosity within within the within the squad, and you know, just people being frustrated about the situation. Uh, Solada didn't even know when the game was going to be played, and I'm sure that it told on the players too. Um, so given all of that, I think it was a pretty decent showing. Obviously, there's a lot of things still we can improve on. Of course, we're still in this rebuilding uh, adaptation stage um, in a sense. So there's going to be some bumps in the road. And, you know, just it sucks that, you know, this week had to be another setback for us. But, you know, us being Blue America, we can't take these setbacks uh, as an excuse. Right. Uh, we didn't we didn't do it with with Bioho when he had a, when he had um players missing from the squad we're not going to do with Solari um so for what he had um I, I think he did a, a pretty decent job but like I said though there's a lot of things still to be worked on you're muted sorry about that <laughs> uh AJ it seems that this uh curse continues to play Coapa whether it's injuries whether it's COVID it just never seems to be the case that we have a full healthy squad for the manager available to get us going I mean, overall, besides what I just mentioned, this game in total, what was your final outcome of this? Okay, it could have been better. We had some moments in the match where it looked promising. We also had some scary moments where we thought we were going to concede, concede. But it is what it is. It is a, it's not our best lineup, considering with everything that we had, COVID, injuries, whatever the case may be. We did get the job done at the end of the day, which all that matters, but it's like I mentioned before, it's okay game. It could have been better. 
Definitely. And I, I, I do want to go back to what you mentioned. We did actually concede. Um, whether it should have been allowed or not, that's a whole different topic that we're not here to discuss about. But I think overall, there's still a sense of frustration around this squad. I don't want to say necessarily around Solari because it's not enough time for us to be able to, you know, put that that together. But I do think that there's a frustration in regards to these players. And a lot of people were outing Vinas, who didn't have a good game. Um, I know a lot of people were outing Chucho Lopez, who definitely did not have a good game. Uh, I saw a couple people questioning Mauro Linus uh, and Gio again. So, I, I, you know, there's a sense of, okay, there's accountability in regards to these players, but there's still kind of, there's no gelling, if, if I'm trying to make sense. Like, these players, the core squad have been together for at least two years. And for us to still not be able to get something out of them, that's the real concerning part. And maybe as the season progresses and as the season goes by, we'll see a much better team because of Solari. But it worries me that maybe we don't have the right players at the squad, at the team, excuse me, to fill out a good starting eleven. And maybe what Solari wants isn't exactly what he has at the moment, which I think is an interesting point because, Christian, you will tell us later in this episode that there is a potential number eight that will be coming soon to the club if they are able to make the transfer in time. But they, he's going to be a player that Solari is only going to be 100% on. There is no if, buts, or maybes, correct? Correct, yeah. So I will have more on that later. But no, I agree with you, Ivan. Obviously, you know, it's, um, we don't, okay, so a lot of people, I guess a couple seasons back, you know, when we're looking at our squad and we said, okay, we have enough for an 11, but when you look at our bench, there wasn't really much, right? So now people say, okay, you know, we bring in this player, we bring this player, okay, now we have a bench. Um, and people were excited at the time when players like, um, like, like, like that were being fielded uh, on uh, last night were, you know, were, were brought to the squad because everyone was like, okay, fine. These, these players will be used for debt reasons. And then um, when the time comes, they will, they will demonstrate. And then I agree with you, Ivan, you know, maybe these players didn't, aren't living up to what they need to be um, you know, given countless chances. And he still hasn't really found his, uh, his groove. Um, Chucho Lopez, let's not even talk about him because even the, even the commentators were like, what, what, where is he playing? What is he doing? How is he even wearing an America shirt? And I think 99% of the fan base will agree that 1% being AJ. Um, and then, uh, you know, Linus still hasn't really proved himself, but it's all right though. We'll give, we'll give him time though. It's still his first season. Um, and you know, Vina still in the slump. So yes, Players like Gio and Vinas need to pick it up because it's not an excuse anymore. They're supposed to be players who, who have to carry weight. And when they're missing people from the squad, they they can they have to be the players that say, okay, listen, you know what? Let's take their team on our back and let's and, and let's go out there and prove something. You know, let's let's go show and you know represent our team. And it just seems like we don't have any of that. And you know, you're relying on on these youngsters to kind of just come in and be the force of the squad, which that can't happen in the club and the team like Cuba America. It's nice that these youngsters like Naveda and like uh, Sebastian, uh, Sebastian Cáceres are responding. That's nice, but you know, they can't do it all as well. You know, they, they're going to need some leadership and some help from the senior players. I completely agree with you on that aspect. So let's, let's, let's give this game the proper rundown. So let's start off in the first half. Um, you know, I don't know if, if I thought America's start to this game was okay. I, I didn't think it was above uh, above average or below par of what we were expecting. I think Juarez played the game that they were definitely trying to, right? Sit back, try to get America on the counter, which they almost did a couple of times. Um, but yeah, I just didn't feel that there was that same aggressiveness that we saw against Atletico San Luis in this game. I don't know if it was everything that was kind of, you know, in the player's mind that we didn't know when this game was going to be played. Then we found out a couple of days ago that we were going to play on a Tuesday. I still don't understand what the point of rushing this game was for. It, it, do any of you guys have an answer for me? Because I, before kickoff, I tweeted out and I said, I don't understand what the hurry was to get this game underway. I don't know. I really couldn't tell you, honestly. <laughs> just to get it done and over with, I guess. I don't know. Even though, yeah, we should just take this time, you know, get everyone back, but, you know, Liga Mekis just being Liga Mekis, just saying, okay, we're just scheduling the game, and both teams are ready to play, so. If I was America, I would have been like, no, you gave me until February 3rd, I'm gonna go and use that date. Uh, don't push me to kind of rush another game into this, because look exactly what the what we fielded out. It wasn't the most strongest start in 11, right? It, we had questions as to who's gonna be playing in that midfield, and 
if this was against any other opposition that was, you know, a lot higher in the table, that midfield would have been exposed, completely exposed. And it's not to say that Santiago Naveda wasn't playing a good game. It was the fact that there was just no cohesiveness in that midfield, right? So you mentioned Chucho Lopez wasn't having a good game. Again, at the same time, I don't even think that's his position. So that's a frustrating thing about it. Christian, I know you and I were having a discussion about it. There was other players that could have potentially fit in that role much better. Why Solari ended up putting in Chocho, I don't know. I, I still don't know if he 100% is making this lineup. Like, I don't know if there's someone whispering in his ear and telling him, like, hey, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. pretty decent. And, like, and that's, actually, yeah. that's pretty good. Um, That's a pretty good comment you make because it's it's it kind of seems that way that uh, I don't know who said it. And I think it was AJ that said it, but I'm not, I'm not too sure on 100%. And I don't want to, you know, give false credit. But, um. Is it possible that maybe Solari is still trying to experiment and still trying to figure out where players play and how players react under you know, the limelight? Because, you know, practicing in Guapa and playing a game at the Sierra Seca is two completely different things, right? And yes, while yeah. we know Chucho Lopez under Piojo, we don't know Chucho Lopez under Solari. And it seems like, you know, uh, you know, Solari was giving him the benefit of the doubt, even though maybe, you know, Adame or someone was telling him, listen, you know, he really is not really fitting in well. But if you want, you know, give him a try here, you know, knowing that we're, you know, down on players. So that he goes, okay, you know what? Let's see what he has in practice. I guess he showed him enough to, to give him a spot. And just for me, um, and maybe for Ivan too, I don't know about AJ yet. We'll see his comments in a few minutes. To me, he just didn't respond well uh, to the chance given. Uh, but Ivan, like you said, though, I think you could have slotted in an Alan Medina there, uh, you know, to kind of go with uh, Naveda and, and Gio. To see, you know what, what, uh, what kind of midfield that that, that could have gave um given us, but um, but yeah, though it's interesting, and it's probably gonna be the same group of people, same group of players, uh, that are gonna be available for Sunday because the players that are out due to COVID, besides Cordova, because Cordova was out due to suspension, he'll be there on um on Sunday, um, you know, all those most likely won't be coming back for Sunday, so um, this is still the same group of players that we're gonna have to choose from. Well, Solari will have to choose from. No, yeah, definitely. I, I completely agree with you here. Two things to note here. Chris Rivera saying it's Adama for sure. Definitely whispering in uh, Solari's ear, telling him no good things about Chucho Lopez. And um, a second part about what you were saying is that, uh, yeah, I, I do think a Medina partnership with uh, Naveda would have been an interesting thing. Although Medina does get his chance in this game. And I will say something. He looked impressive for the little bit of minutes that he had on. Uh, would have liked to see him play more time, but probably see that come Sunday. AJ, quick thoughts on uh, on on Chucho Lopez because I know he's uh he, he's he's your most favorite player in the world and I do want to understand why you vouch for this man after the terrible game that he just had. He's a Cantarano, that's one thing. He has played multiple positions and the opportunity given it's just I mean it can't it's unfortunate but he was in a spot where he does not really have experience in in the CM position where you're usually seen as a winger or a left back. It's just one of those, I guess it's been quite some time since he's last played for America or it started in a match. So he looked pretty rusty. His touches were on point. His decision making was really questionable. It was a point in the game where he could have passed the ball to Lainez, but decided to just go for a shot, I think 25 or 30 meters out wide. And that completely went so far to the right. I'm kind of like, just don't shoot the ball ever again, please. Don't. <laughs> I don't understand. It like, it was just bad. Like, whenever we try to get something going, he must have he must have some like butter or something on his foot, and just that ball just kept slipping by every time. Just and and I, I like what you just said right there. It, it seemed like whenever we were going into the final third of the pitch, that final pass wasn't there. Like like America would do good building up, but it was when it came to that final pass or that final decision making, it was like as as if they've forgotten everything that they just trained for, and they completely made the the the, the worst mistake every single time. Point being exactly that Chucho Lopez 30 meter yard shot that should have never happened. And there's moments at times where Linus could have, you know, maybe played a ball in a little bit quicker, tries mm-hmm. to dribble a player, doesn't really get himself in the promising position. Leo Suarez again, you know, not making some good good plays. Uh interesting thing to note here, Christian. I saw Leo Suarez a lot tucked in again this game. Yeah, no, and it seemed like they were trying to do the same thing and trying to, you know, get Leo Suarez to cut in a little bit and have Jorge Sanchez overlap. Uh, and I saw it happen a lot <clears throat> on um, on Linus and Fuentes' side. It's just they never, they never seem to kind of connect. And it, it's a shame because I thought Fuentes in some points made some good overlaps. Um, but I guess with time and 
you know, just getting accustomed to one another into the play style, into the 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 tactics and everything, it'll that'll change in the future. But for right now, it still seems a little bit rusty, but things to work on. Um, but yeah, though, no, interesting to see that, and you know, I'm curious to see what he brings out on Sunday because you know, it it could be it could be the same players and it could not be. Uh, I don't know. It's interesting to see after you know a second half performance by by a certain Roger Martinez. Um, you know, kind of may may have swayed his opinion on him. Roger is here to stay, and that's uh. We'll get into that in just a second. I'll ask exactly as to how you guys feel. I think no question, doubt about it. I think AJ has mentioned that he's gonna get an iHeart uh, Roger tattoo if he does end up scoring a hat trick on Sunday. Mm-hmm. So uh, we'll we'll talk a little bit more about that in just a second. Let's go a little bit more in in depth into this first half because I think it was interesting. You know, we we get the opening goal. It comes off of a mistake from a uh, a Juarez clearance or a back pass. Not really sure what it was. Um, ends up being a corner for us. And, you know, great delivery by Leo Suarez. Even better mm-hmm. heading from Emmanuel Aguilera, which, quick side note, if Aguilera doesn't head that, Vinas is right there to take it as well. Would have that gone in if Vinas headed it? I don't know. Who knows? But we do know is that Emmanuel Aguilera got to that ball, and it was 1-0. Did you guys like the way that America then responded after scoring that goal, or did you think that there was there should have been more of a urgency to push for that second goal a little bit more uh, than the way that America did? You can go, AJ. Um, they just did score the first goal, but I mean, it wasn't really urgent. I feel like they need to get the goal immediately. Just, you know, just try to situate themselves and then try to build up. But then, you know, what happened right after a couple of minutes later, FCYs did score. It got ruled off. So I guess that was also the wake up call for America. I was like, okay, we need to do something right now because last time they played against FCYs, they struggled. Juarez got the first goal right on us and it was not pretty. And it took us all the way until the second half to respond back with the goal from Henry Martin. But this time around, at first, they're like, we're fine. The FC Choir's goal happened, then got called. They're like, okay, let's try to score another goal. And you know what happened? They get happened to left. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's interesting because I think after that uh, goal that is ruled offside, I think America just wanted to close out the half. They were like, let's just get this done and over with, and we'll regroup in the second half. But... I didn't like the second half at all either from America as a whole. I think that there was points in the game where you just thought, well, any minute now, Salah is going to throw on an extra defender and try to just close out a 1-0 victory. Um, but again, interesting to know what you think, Christian. Um, I'm actually on the completely different side of you. I think I think I liked America's second half a little bit better than the first half. I thought there was a little bit more... Um... <laughs> How can I put it? A little bit more, I guess, uh, cohesiveness uh, coming out of the squad. Um and I don't, I don't know. I never got that urgency that you say about, you know, kind of close it out, putting an extra defender. Because if I'm not mistaken, the first three subs were all offensive subs. Uh, I think, right? Um, for me, I thought it was different. I thought America, I thought Saladi wanted to just kill the game away, get the second goal, and then by then, you know, you most likely, you know, put the dagger in Juarez uh, with the way things were going. Um, but, but no, um, you know, I thought I thought America played a, a, a decent second half. Uh, I fairly enjoyed it better than the first half, I think. Um, but yes, I do agree with you on the point that I think America did let off the gas when Aguilera scored that header. And it seemed for a moment that Juarez uh, were beginning to become more dangerous in America. And in fact, did get the goal that got a... Uh, that got disallowed, but um, if if that goal would would have would have counted, I think we would have seen a different sway in the game. I think Juarez would have taken over uh, and for the rest of the first half, and then you know who knows from there, right? Because you know momentum takes over, and then you don't know what happens, right? Um, but but yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Well, you know what? Let me read you a little bit something interesting here. I have the momentum bar present. Uh, you know, uh, thank you to SofaScore for putting it out there. Juarez was on top of us for most of the second half. They had most of the ball possession. We only had maybe bits and pieces here. But if you look at this momentum bar, it's quite shocking. Mm-hmm. I think America, in if, if you were to just paint a picture by this momentum bar, you think, okay, America was definitely more on top in the first half. Mm-hmm. And in the second half, it was much more Juarez trying to get back into this game. Which I guess could, you know, I guess the argument could be made in that aspect. But I don't know. I, I think with a 1-0 victory, I mean, with a 1-0 lead at this point, you would imagine the second half, you would have wanted to dominate more of the ball position. You would have wanted to have more of the ball. You would have wanted to make the opposition run a little bit more. But you're looking at this bar and you're thinking, wow, we were really just 
trying to get them on the counter, which, by the way, we did. That's how Roger's second goal comes at it. It's a very good, very well-orchestrated uh, counterattack. If you guys go back and look at it, the touches that were made, some of the first-time uh, passes because that were they made. Were on a cohesive unit. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And yes, then... in that goal specifically, Christian, which is, I think, that one little smidge of momentum here that's on <laughs> green for, for us here. But I, I don't know. I just I didn't like this game overall. And it's not to say that America is having the most terrible of season because of it. No, I just think that there's moments to improve on. But it, it, but my argument could be also made that it goes back to the first thing I was saying. Why were we such in a rush to play this game? Like, if we would have had a Richard Sanchez in here, if we would have had a Nicolas Benedetti that could come off the bench, I think this game paints out a lot different, you know? I could be, but... like, And like, we could have possibly even had Pedro Aquino. No, no, I know that, but I think... I think you know you just you gotta deal with the with the cards you're dealt, right? That's how that's how we painted Piojo of last season. You know he didn't get a chance to you know reschedule games here and there, right? You know whatever day the day was, the day was, and that's it. And whatever players you had available, that's it. And the same thing happened to Solari. You know we like can't the, like the classical dispute. We had three classicals back to back to back. It's like deal with it. That's what you're gonna exactly. have to do. That's what it is, right? And whoever whoever was available, you pick from that. And then this is same thing with Solari. And by those standards and by what everything happened. With the players, with the injuries, with the dates changing. I don't think Soleil did that bad of a job. Yes, he could have probably took the lineup a little bit more. I, I would have liked to see other players uh, instead. Um, and yes, at times, I think America was very lost. Even Soleil was getting a little bit desperate, you know, trying to see what the hell they were doing out there because it just didn't seem like they were playing for anything. But like I said, though, given everything, though, I think we have to give Soleil and the players a little bit of credit this game. I agree with you. I definitely, definitely agree with you. I just kind of want to read off a little bit of the comments yeah, here. Uh, Christopher is saying, I wish I could comment what I loved and hated, but I watched the game through Facebook live or like. I'm not too sure. But uh, we have uh, Damien saying, America needs a lot of work. We definitely yes, do need do. a lot. But and hey, then, hold on. I just want to see one thing. Oh, wait, no, no, wait. Read, read off that comment first. And then the last one, which I think is the most peculiar of comments that we've had this whole year on the podcast is uh frank i hope earthquakes win mls cup this year which, i think uh, it's they about to get like they'll get layun if they get layun layun will back back that entire team to an mls cup that's why it's all his work uh, shout, out to frank. shout out to frank the san jose earthquakes uh fan that is out here watching the ui podcast thank you so much for coming by all right christian what were you gonna say look at what i just what look at what the what, what the what the title says Read those two names and you tell me if you would have ever seen those two names give us a victory for Cuba America again. You would have thought that uh, you were reading a headline from back in uh, 2019, right? 2019 or like late, yeah, 20, late 2018. Yeah. You know, it's, and it's interesting, you know, and I, I don't know. Okay, so listen, I'm not going to say I'm, I'm a, such an expert on coaches, you know, helping defensive players get back their form in a sense. We know Aguilera has been poor-ish under Pio Herrera and seems to be uh, getting his form back a little bit towards the end of his stint. Does Solari bring out the best in Aguilera or is this just, you know, just early, too early to call and, you know, I'm just speaking, you know, out of my butt? I think that it's a little bit of both. I think you're speaking a little bit out of your butt, but... um you also have to take into consideration that Aguilera knows that his contract's coming up to an end. He's at America. He makes some really good money. Will he get the same amount of money at another club? Who knows? Probably not. And he wants to fight for a position. He wants to fight for a contract extension. And I think he thinks, well, I don't have Piojo, who's probably be my man to back me up. Now I have to impress Solari. So I have to go out there and do my thing. Um, by the way, though, I, I did like Aguilera. This is a weird sentence to say in 2021. Never thought I would be saying that, but uh, I think he made a really good um, he, he made a really good partnership with Casas. I think having Aguilera there freed up Casas and took some kind of like burden or weight off his yes. shoulder mm-hmm. that we saw the best Casas we've seen. Because, yes, I was about time. to say Casas. I think had his best game in a while that I can remember at least. But I think it's because you don't you don't have that sense of responsibility anymore because technically uh, next to Ramon Juarez, you're the oldest with the most experience. So you're the one kind of leading that center back partnership. 
Now the roles are reversed. It's Aguilera who has the most experience. He's the captain in this game, of course. And now, you know, you're more of the, all right, I get to be my own person. I don't have such the responsibility to be like, all right, I have to make sure I watch this guy, but I also have to watch the guy that I'm marking. I also have to make sure that the fence is, you know, in line and all that stuff. So I think having a man there who has done it before is doing it at the moment gives him and frees him up to have a much better game, which by the way, he did end up having. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I I thought the defense did pretty solid. Uh, again, I think Fuentes got beat a couple of times because of the speed the speed issue, but it, it's something we're going to have to get used to, right, AJ? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we'll, we'll see what happens with that. But okay, I think we've dwelled enough on this, and it's time to talk about it. Let's talk Roger Martinez. Obviously, okay. he comes in, scores what I would say is one of the best goals we've seen him in an America jersey by a long shot. My goodness, that weak foot finish is, um, let's just say you need to have real skill to pull it off because no, um, you know, no player can just come in and do what Roger Martinez did and pull it off in, in a weak foot uh, fashion the way that he did. I was curious to see what you guys were thinking when Roger Martinez was brought on. Did you guys think it was the right move? Did you think, all right, here we go again, same old, same old. Um, and then reactions after he scores that goal, which, by the way, go back and look at it. Very well orchestrated goal by America. Um, I don't know. Just quick questions. I'll throw it to you first, Christian, because I know AJ has a lot more to say in regards to Roger. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's just go step by step with what you said. What I thought when um, when Roger was brought on. Listen, guys, we can't deny. Well, he he his attitude is a definitely a big problem and definitely something that America should not support. I understand that, but you put Roger Martinez on that bench with everyone there. He has the most talent out of everyone there. That being said, when he got brought on, he was probably our best option. Um, and I don't know for some reason. And I think I, I dislike him as much as 99% of the fan base does as well. But you can't deny that the guy has a boatload of talent. And when he wants to play, he'll play. Look what we saw last night. Um, the only problem with that is he gives us one of these games. And then the next five, the next six, the next seven, he's just, you know, back to being his lazy self, right? Um, so when he scored, I, I got happy, obviously. You know, it's, he's still an America player and he's still giving us goals. He's still giving us victories. I'll have to celebrate that, right? Uh, the people that say, oh, Roger, Roger scored, it's still one nothing." That doesn't fly with me. That's uh, that, that's just, that's just a dumb yeah, story. Okay, let's talk about that just for a second. Let's talk about that. That's a bit ridiculous. He's still wearing our America shirt. He's still representing our institution. He's still giving us a victory. Why would you say it's still one nothing? That makes no sense to me at all. <laughs> That is, yeah. I, when I saw that, I was like, "This has got to be one of the most stupidest things I've ever read online." Like, come yeah, on, yeah, for real. Like, let's be honest here, right? So, yes, you know, his attitude sucks, and I hope it does get better. And I hope Salati <laughs> does bring out the best, uh, the best in him, even though it's highly unlikely due to you know just him being him and him just I don't know, I don't know what what his what his thing is with uh with just his life. I don't know to be honest, but. I really hope we see the best of him, and I hope uh, he gets back to a Roger that we know and uh, and we once loved. Um, and um, but yeah, no, Ivan, going back to what you said on that goal, that goal is amazing. Uh, it was well, probably the best goal we scored this uh, this year. Uh, like like uh, like I mentioned before, just America being a very cohesive unit. These little small passes that they work on in practice, replicating the game. Santi getting out of out of his mark and making a great great pass um, to Roger. And then, like you said, Ivan, last night to me, uh, Henry has had a lot to do with that goal as well. And it's probably the only thing that he did uh, that game uh, when he came on. But it, it helped to it helped to bring a goal. So that's going to that's gonna open eyes as well. Okay. All right. I, I like it. Okay. Not bad. Not bad. AJ, talk to me more about your boy, Roger Martinez. Comes in, scores a goal, looking good, and even actually looked better after scoring that goal. Obviously, with all that uh, criticism, on him scores a goal kind of lifts a little bit of that uh you know burden off his shoulder he's having a much better game he's looking more lively he's being the most creative player that we have the more explosive one i mean just kind of overall thoughts seeing him play like that this is the royal martinez that we first saw when he first arrived in america in that first preseason game where he scored his first goal we got excited kind of versus the verb we would like to see in future games for america depending how long he's going to stay in the club or this is going to be his last season, gets a contract sent, whatever this case may be. It just goes to show, when you're, get, when you're given the opportunity to play, and you can provide 
results like that on the pitch and to help your team out, it's a really good feeling. And like you mentioned, it's a burn off of all your soldier. He's happy to play again on the pitch. No matter what miss he's getting, he does his very best. And look what that results in. And potentially the best goal of the season for America so far. And who knows, maybe for the rest of the year, only time would tell. But I was really happy when he scored that goal for America. The celebration did right after was just nice just to see from him. And then at one point after he scored, he was about to get a second goal right there. He would have had a brace at that point, which is amazing to see. But this is the thing. Everyone likes to criticize Royer a lot. I understand that. He's not provided the results that every Americanista want. They didn't see, the, they didn't see what America saw in him when, they fir- when he first arrived to the team. Give him time. He's finally have a coach who decides to give him the opportunity, even though despite all the rumors, he puts him in any ways and look what he's able to do. Compared to what Pio has done, I think he's right as well. He didn't want to even talk about Pio when he was giving the interview. That's besides the point. It's just nice just to see Royer is being given these kind of opportunities and do things like this. And that's what we want to see. He mentioned in the interview, I want to just play. I want to be happy. If I stay at America, that's great. If I don't stay at America, only God will know where I'm going to go next. And the thing was right, this is what we want to see the best of him. On his best day, no one can stop him. He's one of those ways. What up? No, it's 100%. Wait, what he reminded me of, he reminds me of Mika Arroyo. That tank that's on the wing where usually he could take on one or two defenders on his own. And sometimes it takes X amount of defenders to try to take him off the ball as well. He may do some street football stuff on the pitch from time to time get people angry. At the same time, like what Christian mentioned, he's one of the most talented players on that bench that we had that night. And imagine we had all those play- and we had all of our best players up. He'd still be one of the best players on that bench. And I'm hoping that Solari does give him the opportunity that that he is that he's being given and to show more highlights like this for America and the upcoming games. It's interesting that you mentioned, you know, and it's the same narrative with Roger. It's he's getting another chance. And will this be the chance? I think he's had too many chances at America, let's be honest. Not and yes. he is by far the most fortunate player to still be in this squad. I'm not saying that I'm not grateful for his goal, but I am saying this one goal does not no, automatically forgive everything. Of course, you know, of course. it's it's a good start. It's a good start, but Roger needs mm-hmm. to be continuous. Uh, you know, be consistent with this. And think, if he is, then great, go mm-hmm. for it, Christian. I think one thing we also have to know, and AJ brought it up as well, is um his relationship with Piojo. And we all know it wasn't the best. And let's be honest, they didn't have a good relationship. Um, and you know that weighs in on a player when a coach doesn't have trust in you, when a coach just doesn't care about you, when a coach just completely isolates you from the squad and yes it sucks the knowing that the only the only person who can who can uh give you playing time doesn't like you it's gonna dwell on you and while i'm not defending roger because yes ivan like i do agree with you i think he's had too many chances but i also think that this is a new coach and we have to give him the benefit of doubt for at least at least these these uh these first 17 games yeah, I mean, it, it, I don't know. Look, at the end of the day, am I expecting Roger to pull a 180? No, of course not. Am I expecting him to be the same lazy player that he has been for these uh, entire America stint? Yes, but can that all happen? I cannot all change. Of course it can, and I'm hoping that it is. Because at the end of the day, who wouldn't want to be here sitting down, you know, months down the road and be like, oh my God, I can't believe this Roger guy. We can't believe we have him, you know? He's such a great player. But look, at the end of the day, it's going to be up to him. It's going to be up to Solari and his um, and his coaching staff as to whether or not they want to give him, you know, these X amount of chances. And if he responds to them, again, it's all in the air. It's all in the air. It's all I'm trying to say. Yeah. But good stuff from him. Good stuff from uh, the team to close out the game. Uh, I don't know. I think that's pretty pretty much wraps up that match. I mean, America could have been a little bit more consistent in the second half from you know the momentum bar perspective. But overall. Not a bad way to close out a Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Not a bad way at all. But uh, yeah, you know, obviously third game of the season, still plenty of room to fix stuff. And yeah, there is a lot of stuff to fix in regards to this team. But I think over time, we will get there. Uh, gentlemen, anything else to say before we wrap up this segment? No? Not all really. Right. Oh. 
Okay, then. Well, let's move on into the next one, which is going to be COVID-19 news, transfer rumors, and all that stuff. But beforehand, I want to remind you guys that today's episode is brought to you guys by Foot Cult. If you guys haven't done so already, make sure you guys go check out footcult.com. Buy some amazing products, some amazing gear, some amazing Eagle Eye podcast training kits, and an amazing uh, Foot Cult jacket that AJ is wearing and sporting. Very yo, AJ, nice. yo, AJ, stand up, bro. Stand up AJ, and show stand that up jacket. Up. Turn. Show that jacket. Look at that. Oh, no, AJ, that's your, that, that's your, that's your behind. Man. Oh, a little bit down. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Flagged and, copy, and we're going to be like, nope, this is, this is made for all ages, not just uh, specific uh, adult ages. But uh, yes, some great, great merchandise going on over there at Foot Cult. And if you guys haven't done so already, check them out. If you guys like any of their stuff that they make, you guys can go and use the discount code EEP at checkout to get 10% off. Again, use discount code EEP at checkout to get 10% off over at Foot Cult. And again, thank you to them for sponsoring today's episode. All right, gentlemen, let's talk COVID-19 news in regards to Guapa. Unfortunately, Last time we were talking here on the podcast, we thought it was all sunshine and rainbows over in Guapa. Everyone was great. Everyone had a you know safe return back from Monterrey, but that wasn't the case. Of course, three players ended up getting COVID. Guillermo Ochoa, Nicolas Benedetti, who again is just guy cannot catch a break, and Richard Sanchez. Both all came out positive. There was some. Uh, there was a coaching staff member that also came out positive, and uh, two. Uh, two employees from America that also tested positive and a couple of other players from the uh, Sub-20 and the Sub-18 category as well, if I'm not mistaken. So, Christian, any updates on how uh, these players are doing? Will they be available for Sunday? When are they mm-hmm. going to get tested? What is going on? Sure. So, yes, all the players uh, you mentioned uh, had, a, had a very rough week uh, knowing that you know they cannot play due to having COVID. Uh, speedy recovery to all of them, and I'm sure they're all doing pretty well. Now, the thing is, they are, what's today, Wednesday? Yes. Okay. They will all get a test tomorrow in the hopes of um being uh being able to play on Sunday. Even though even if they do test negative, I'm still seeing reports and I'm hearing as well that they still won't be available for Sunday. Um so let's just chalk it like they're not gonna be available for Sunday. If anything changes, uh we'll let you guys know on our Twitter. But as of right now, uh it seems like they won't be available for Sunday against Santos. Which is heartbreaking because we know we all want uh, we want all our players back. And then, of course, this sucks that they got COVID um, because of Monterrey. And let's just discuss that briefly because I think this is a much larger discussion at hand. And we don't have enough time for that. But do you think that the league did the responsible thing? Or do you think that there was better actions that could have been taken against Monterrey? Because let's face it, it is their fault, ultimately, that these players are out. Anyway. Yeah, no. Just I, I feel like better actually should have really been taking it, especially with the fact that, you know, I might have got to rush their game and complete, which was done yesterday, which I felt like shouldn't these players be given more time to just relax and just wait for all the players to come in, especially after what just happened. And it's just kind of and it's just kind of ridiculous as well to see how players are as who were showing symptoms of COVID just happened to just, you know, go right on the pitch, play a full 90 minutes, and the next thing everyone was getting COVID left and right from Monterey side. So it's just kind of ridiculous like how something like that um, happened. Christian? Yeah, no. Um, I, I, I think that the league should have implemented um, weekly or yeah, weekly testing. Um, it, it's to my understanding that they only do it, well now only do it 10 days, every 10 days, which I think it's uh, very responsible. I think, um, you know, you should do it at least a couple of days before you have an, uh, you, before you have a match. So um, I still think the league could do a much better job in implementing the, uh, these, um, these tests. But overall though, um, I don't know. It's just very irresponsible from, from Monterrey as an institution, even though they don't want to admit to it. Um, it was so very irresponsible of them to to kind of not nail this down a little harder than than what it needed to be and not taking that as serious as it needed to be because you know who who knows what could have happened if the wrong person got got infected. Um, thankfully, everyone that did get infected is doing well and recovering well. Uh, but you just never know with the, with the, with this virus, right? So I hope the lead that uh, they 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 see this as a as an example to take more serious uh, precautions and measures for this. Um, And, you know, hopefully we can, uh, hopefully something like this never happens again. Yeah. I I think, I think you guys hit it on, uh, on the head right there with everything. Uh, There's 
stuff that they should have done better. And fortunately enough, everyone's doing well. Everyone's doing fine. And we expect that not just the players, but also the staff that were, uh, you know, infected as well, come back in a healthy, speedy recovery. Um, because at the end of the day, this is their lives. This isn't uh, just any type of, you know, sickness. It's it's something that's deadly. And I think it's uh, it was very irresponsible, Monterrey. And they should be held accountable, you know. But we'll, uh, we'll see what happens. In, in, overall, at the end of the day, we don't control it. The league does. And we just have to hope that they have the right moral compass in order to do what is right and necessary. But all right, let's talk a little bit more about news in regards to Coapa. Christian, our players coming in. Is a player leaving? What is going on? We have well, about four days. To right. Well, first of all, I think I have some uh, some breaking news. Um, oh, Messi has signed. We <laughs> knew that this day was gonna come. Yes. Uh, no. Unfortunately, no. Unfortunately, it's bad news. Actually, well, oh, good news for AJ. Right. Um, but it seems that, and yeah, you know what? Let's put it up because I'm I'm getting I'm getting a lot of a lot of responses now. It seems that. Nico Castillo will not be registered for the upcoming season. Um, it just seems like there's too much at risk for him, too much for his health. Um, and also the 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 thing with the Baraguin and Sergio Diaz, it's very complicated right now with only four days left um to get um to get everything done. It just seems very unlikely um that that you know there's gonna be a spot open. Uh, but you know, who never knows between these four days. But right now, there's a lot of reports coming out right now saying that Nico Castillo will not be registered. So we're gonna go with it. If anything changes, which is now I think very, very unlikely. Um, but so right now though, it seems like Nico Castillo will not be registered for the upcoming season. Interesting. AJ, your thoughts. Um, good choice, to be honest, because Nicholas has not played any football for over a year. And can see how so many people want to return back. And I'm like, do you not know what this man has just gone through with a surgery that could have potentially threatened his own life? So no, it's a good choice by making to not Ray. Yes, he can participate in soccer-related activities to try to get his fitness levels back up. But all in all, no, it's a good call for America on their side that um uh, he shouldn't that he should not be registered at all this season. Give the time that he has needed in order to become 100% completely. You don't want a Nico Garcia that's coming into the, um into this squad that's like at 50 or 60 or 70%. That's not that's not the um a full fitness level that you want a player like Nico Castillo to be at. You want him to be completely fit. So, good choice by the team to not register him. Definitely. I think that there's a lot riding on this. And why rush him? Just the same way. Why rush this FC Juarez game? Why rush Nico Castillo into this? Uh, Christopher is saying as part, of the, as part of the anti-Nico club, this means absolutely nothing to the club. It does. It just means that, hey, we know that Nico is not going to get registered. And that is that. But uh, give me any more news in regards to transfer rumors, uh, Christian. We have four days. Four days until this window closes. Will we have someone come in? Is there a new number eight? In the Listen. mix, what's going on? Sure. So uh, earlier today um, and yesterday as well, if you guys weren't listening to Solari's press conference, which are always a joy to watch, um, it seems like uh, like like the board's looking. The board is looking for for an extra player in the midfield, a number eight, and uh, and tactic in tactic talk. Uh, Ivan, AJ, you guys know what I'm talking about. Number eight. Um, so so yes, yeah, Solari has been has been uh, has been very. Very close with Bainos on this, and and it seems like uh, that by, uh, Solari has given his uh, his uh, his analysis on the squad, and it seems like this is a player that will uh, hugely benefit us. And it seems like he cannot execute his plan to the fullest without having a certain player um, join the squad uh, of uh, of these of these characteristics. So um, they are looking, but the thing is, once again, if they are looking in the in the foreign market, it they can't sign him because you know you still have Sergio Diaz and Ibarguin, right? So one of them has to leave. Now in terms of that, Ibarguin to Minnesota United has been dying down as of recent days. Um but it's still there though. It's still there's still a possibility that he may leave. Um same thing with Sergio Diaz. Sergio Diaz was this close to leaving uh going to um going to leave Club America. Unfortunately the talks with that team have died down because Sergio Diaz doesn't want to go there. So um, there's still other offers for Sergio Diaz. Another offer is coming up in the MLS. Actually, two. He has two offers in the MLS. Um, and they're hoping to kind of do something there. Um, America, remember, um, uh, 
Tenerife de Dios is still on loan, so they have to go through Real Madrid first, and then um, and then it's it's a whole it's a little bit of a mess, and it's uh it's very hard with only four days, like Ivan pointed, to get any of this done. But the board is very hopeful that they're gonna try to dual negotiate this, like they negotiate with someone with someone bringing in, and then at the same time negotiating someone going out. So they're trying to hope that the dominoes fall. Uh, into effect, and uh, we get a new player, and one leaves. The most likely to leave right now is Sergio Diaz. Um, names to come in, I still don't have them yet. Um, I'm sure we'll get names in the in the next couple of hours, and in, in the next day or so, uh, because like Ivan said, there's only four days left, and this needs to get done fast. So, so be on the lookout, guys. Uh, go follow us on Twitter because there's gonna be news regarding Sergio Diaz, uh, Andres Ibarguen, and uh, and a new player coming in. Uh, one thing I can tell you guys right now for sure, it seems that like Roger Martinez will stay for at least another six months with the Club America. Interesting. Where is Frank? He, uh, does, the, does the San Jose Earthquake want maybe two more players on top of Layun? <laughs> because uh, we'll mo- more than gladly uh, try to work a fee in and around that. So Frank, oh, let us know if you're interested on Ivan Wen and Sergio Diaz as well. Um, and as far as the number eight, I think it's only fair to say that there's only one true name that could come in and fill the role that Solari wants to do. So I think it's fair to say that America is most likely going to sign Tony Cruz. But um, we'll see what happens. Like Christian mentioned, uh, follow us over on uh, Instagram and Twitter and Facebook as we'll keep you guys up to date with all things in the transfer market for days. Let's hope America's fax machine is working. So uh, no issues in that department. And hopefully we can get that number eight that Solari wants. All right, gentlemen, let's talk. America versus Santos. Santos versus America, actually, is the second road game of the season for America. We're all the way down in Torreon for this one. Santos with a pretty good track record for this opening season. Not looking like going to be any team or any pushover by any means necessary. This game's going to be live via Fox Deportes or Fox Sports. If you guys don't have Fox Deportes like me, which is very weird. Um, but yeah. It should be an interesting matchup. I think it's going to be a good game. I think it's going to be a good test. But like you mentioned, Christian, we're not going to have all our players available. And most likely, we'll see a repeat of this starting 11. We'll see a repeat of maybe what was displayed on the pitch. And also, uh, Frank has come back and said that, uh, look, we'll take all the help we can get. So, Frank, <laughs> let us know. We will we will put in a good word for you guys. And uh, hopefully get, um, you know, get these players offloaded. But, gentlemen... Santos versus Club America. How are we feeling coming into this one? Hmm. I don't know. Just iffy concerning with the players that we have because Santos are doing good so far. I mean, they did come off of a draw against Mazatlan, but they completely dominated Mazatlan in terms of just shots of possession. And they did defeat Diaz and Cruz Azul as well. The good thing I can't say, there's no Julio Furch. They're just relying on a on a youngster and the other Aguirre now to try to score the goals with him. He does not really have a good record. But it sounds like they're the kind of team right now where they're just scoring late into their matches, whether it's in the second round, the 60th, 7th, or the 80th minute mark. But I hope we could try to get a repeat what we did last time where we thrashed them 3-1 at home, even though it's an away match. But a result similar to like that, if we could replicate it, would be great. But considering with the squad that we are the, the squad limitations that we have at the moment kind of worrisome very much worrisome christian give me your predicted starting 11 it won't be an easy one by any means necessary but i want to hear what you have to say and then we'll kind of go off of there based off uh the tactics in regards to what slot going to do yeah no problem so i have uh ochoa starting in that i mean not ochoa oscar oscar, oscar oscar jimenez oscar jimenez oscar jimenez in net uh jorge sanchez emmanuel aguilera sebas caceres luis fuentes santi navela alan medina sebastian cordova uh leo suarez roger martinez and federico viñas interesting note to think here obviously the ochoa stuff broke my heart there but yes, uh putting in roger out on the wide rather than putting him in the middle where he looked to be a lot more comfortable. Mm. And also you're putting in Medina, which I, I it's curious. I like him much more as a wide player than as, as a midfielder. Mm. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, we'll if, you, if you, if you look at the, if you look at the lineup now, um, you can put Naveda Medina, Cordovan Suarez, um, as your midfield, then you can have Roger behind Vinas if that's what you want. It could turn into that. I don't. I don't want it to be like that because then that means Cordova's on the wing. 
Cordova doesn't have to be on the wing. You can put Medina on the wing, like you just said. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. You can put Royer there too, and then if you want, because technically Medina is a midfielder, so you could slot him in there too if you want. And then you put Cordova right behind Vinas, and there you go. One way. Look, I don't like it, but it's what we have at the moment. And it, it literally, what more can we do, right? It's, it's what we have at our disposal, so we'll run with it. Um, I mean, we'll see. We'll see. Hopefully these players show up. I'm a little bit nervous. I'm a little bit hesitant. This is a stadium that we've never had a pretty good track record, except that one time again, I even scored a hat trick there for some God awfully knows what reason why that happened. But uh, we've, we've never had a good day at Torreon, it seems like. And this is a team that's had some pretty good results, has some pretty good form. And America just didn't show me on Tuesday that they're 100% ready to go on in an away road game and really take it to a team. We thought, hey, Monterrey is going to be a good test. Didn't see a good America side either. So I'm a little hesitant about this matchup. I don't know if you guys uh, feel the same way or are you guys a little bit more confident coming into this one? Um, it, it's hard because I, well, I do think we have enough to compete with Santos. Um, I think Santos right now is playing, is playing very well. Um, they, 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 they seem like, like they, they, they kind of know what they're doing that, you know, they're, they're a very gelled squad. Um, and like, uh, Ivan says, you know, a trip over there is never easy for us, especially with, uh, with, with the limited squad. So it's going to, it's going to be a, a close battle. Uh, I don't think that Santos will run away with it. Like many people may predict. Um, but I do think that America has enough to compete and maybe steal the win here. No, oh, yeah, I, I completely agree with you. I think that they have the capability to do so. Will they? Will they? Well, can even speak right now? Will they? I don't necessarily feel that they will. AJ, uh, it's doable. Look what Santiago Solari did with the squad that we did have. That consider that consider uh, that consists of players like having Chucho Lopez in midfield, which everyone wondered why, even though I'm like, hey, let's give him another chance. But, hey, Solari's got plans. If this lab he's going is going with, he's got a plan always. So, but this, I feel like America could give um, Salsa Laguna um, uh, a run for it. I feel like they could get themselves a goal or two. It's going to be tough. It's against Alagusa that are currently in form, and they're ones to have a lot of shots, so it's going to really be a test for this defense and not allow Santos to get too many shots in there. But although I feel like it'll be fun, will it get us on, on top of our seats? Probably. Are, are there going to be scary moments? Yes, this is America. It's never a game where we are clear of scary moments like that. Will it be goals? Yes, most likely. Okay, well, a lot of yeses from AJ. Not a lot, not enough no's for my liking. Um, look, I, I think that America needs to find a way to close off Santos Laguna. You just mentioned it, AJ. This is a team that likes to score late into the game. So America needs to stay sharp for full 90 minutes. They can't give Monte uh, they can't give Monterrey. They can't give Santos any territory here, even in their own stadium. I think uh Christian, you've mentioned this when we played against Monterrey. We gave them a little bit too much respect at their own house. That's something that we cannot do against Santos Laguna. We have to go and take the game to them right away. I want to see a much more aggressive America. I, you know, we saw a very passive America against Juarez and very much even more passive America in the first half against Monterrey. You kind of want to see some urgency from get-go, from the get-go, right? And I think a player like Roger Martinez out on the pitch might be the key to unlocking this America potential. Players that really have to show up, Vinas, if he is going to start in this game again, needs to be uh, just a little bit more active for my liking. Of course, we just mentioned Roger, but uh, Cordova is going to be coming back from a red card incident. I need him to step up big in this matchup. And I mean huge. He needs to be as active as possible. He needs to be making the right passes. Uh, and I know it's going to sound very heavy cr critical, but 100% of the time. Like, he needs to be the motor of this team going forward and use Roger, use Vinas, use Leo as his tools behind them all. So I'm really looking at Cordoba to make a good impression and a good game because I think that the more that, you know, he deteriorates in the sense of he's not having these performances, he's getting card carded here and there, his form is going to start dipping, and that's the last thing we need from arguably one of our most creative players on this team. Um, any other player that I've missed? I know that you've mentioned, AJ, that the defense is going to be very important, which is it is. It's going to have to be rock solid again. But, I mean, anything else I'm missing here, guys? 
not really. I just and if anything, defense is gonna need to be um solid because this um the defense we did have it against the shots. While yes, it was dodged itself once, but all I think it's one of the more better games that the defense had overall. I like the point of Jorge Sanchez. He I'd say he played well. Um Sebastian probably had one of the best games in an Amaker Jury. Emma Aguilera, his first, his second game so far in the scene, if I'm mistaken, scores his very first goal and looked good. And Luis Fuentes, I feel like not many people talked about, it, but I feel like he had one of the more better games in that make a jersey. And if anything, this is probably one of the breakings he had since he first arrived to the team back then when we got him on loan. I think it was from P1, I think it was so. Really, if this defense can replicate the same performances that they had against F twice. Minus the little mistakes that we're making, I feel like would be good because with the with the midfield, the force we are going to be um putting out in this game, if that's what the line's going to be like, I'd say we'd be fine. Interesting. Hey, uh, Christian, anything else to add on to what AJ said? No, I think AJ hit it on the head. All right. Well, uh, definitely will be an interesting matchup. Like I mentioned, you guys can tune into this game live. Uh, if I believe correctly, like you put on the screen, Christian is five. 6 p.m. Pacific uh, Pacific Standard Time, uh, 8.06 Eastern Standard Time, and of course our friends over on Central Time, that is going to be at 7.06 p.m. Quite a Sunday game. We don't get much Sunday games. Brings us back to the old days when America used to play on Sundays. Yes, yes, so, yes. It'll be interesting to see how that all plays out, and uh, yeah, you guys can tune in live for that match. I will have you guys covered on all things Santos versus America over on Twitter. Should be a fun time, so make sure you guys go head on over to Twitter and follow us and uh, interact with me. Should be fun. Um, gentlemen, all that is left to do is talk about predictions. Give me your guys' prediction for this game. But before I throw it to any one of you guys, I just want to mention that Chris has said a 3-2 victory for America. I think this will be a Santos team that won't respect us and will force America to attack. It will be interesting to see a game play out the way that Chris has mentioned. But AJ, what is your scoreline prediction for Sunday? I got a 2-1 victory for America. 2-1 victory, Christian. I'm going to tell with AJ, 2-1 uh, victory for America. Okay, I was like to say, you just added another goal right there. Uh, I'm uh, going to go on the much more conservative side here. I think we're going to go with a 1-1 one, one draw away at Torreon, which I don't think would be the end of the world if we do end up getting that. Um, again, I don't think any of us would be happy, but I, you know, I'm thinking you know, somewhere in the mix of a draw or a narrow victory, leaning towards the draw just to be on the safe side. But we mentioned that America has all the uh, all the tools at their disposal to be able to get this game, uh, all three points out of Torreon. So let's read a little bit more results here. Jacob's going with a 2-0 victory. He says, I think Vinas will finally score. And also Roger. God knows Vinas needs to score. And Frank, our beloved uh, San Jose Earthquake fan here, saying, I'm thinking 2-2. Two to two. So I think Frank is on the same boat as I am. will be interesting to see what happens on the day of all right, gentlemen, anything else to add before we wrap up the show? Um, I have a, I have a funny um, thing. So I remember when Miguel Ayun scored those four goals against Santos, there was this Twitter page. I think it was um, Bullying Football or, or this Twitter called Tio Layun. They once quoted Oswald Sanchez said, the moment that a defender scored four goals, that's when it was time for me to just hang the boots up and my gloves and just call it a day at that point. There you go. There you go. And that is the reason why Miguel Ayun retired Osvaldo Sanchez. <laughs> so. Interesting interesting fact there from AJ. Uh, but I think that pretty much wraps it up. I think we've talked everything that we needed to talk. Again, we'll be back tomorrow to talk all things Lady Aguilas. And we'll talk about that uh, horrible game oh. against Hakatan. And uh, whether or not Leo Coyar is most definitely even in a hotter seat that he was beforehand. So if you guys want to tune in and listen to that, make sure you guys listen tomorrow at the same time, 7 p.m. Pacific, 9 Central, 10 Eastern. All right, gentlemen, last chance to say anything before we wrap it up. I think we got, I think we got everything covered here. All right, then. Well, if you guys haven't done so already, make sure you guys go buy some stock on uh, GameStop and BlackBerry and AMC uh, shares as well. Christian over here not agreeing with uh, that. Uh, we got one last result here saying 70 0 for America, Mr. Beto. I like it, I like the enthusiasm. <laughs> we'll never get a result like that ever. Um, let's see, Christian Rising would never let Layun score a hat trick on him, nice. let alone two goals. I, I like it. 
I mean, Very a team much. has done that before. They scored that many goals one time, but that was because um, this team was, I think, was complying with the referee, I think it was, to decide to score own goals. I think the final score, I think it was like 156 to zero, I think it was, or something like that. Nice. <laughs> well, that's the scoreline to beat on Sunday then. 156. Can America do it? Who knows? We'll have to wait and find out. All right, gentlemen. Well, thank you so much again for coming out. Favorite time of the week. And you guys stay safe out there. We want to thank every single one of you guys out here listening and or tuning into the live show. Again, it means the world to us. We, you guys are the reason why we wake up in the morning and go to work and then say, you know what? We're still going to do a podcast because it's out there. People that for some reason want to listen to us. So thank you guys so much. Uh, thank you to just every single one of you guys. Um, Again, means the world to us. To our sponsors, Foot Cult, again, thank you. And uh, we'll be back on Tuesday talking all things America versus Santos and the next upcoming matches. All right, gentlemen, stay safe out there. Stay warm. To all of you guys, same. Uh, be safe. Wear your masks. Uh, and as always, make sure that you guys, uh, you know, take care. Until next time. Arriba, America. Good night, everyone. Ladies and gentlemen, this was another production of the Eagle Eye Podcast. The number one source for all things Club America in English. Make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Eagle Eye Podcast and get all the latest news and coverage. And subscribe to our podcast wherever it is you may listen.